What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Hey, be, hey! Congratulations to you. And you, and you, and you, and you. NFL Thursday is here. We are uh, live on YouTube, recording this before Rams and Bills on Thursday afternoon. Can't wait for that game. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today. As always, if you are watching the YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We appreciate that in a big way. Hit that like button. Uh, comment for the algorithm. I saw somebody comment the other day. They said, I'm commenting for the algorithm. That was their whole comment. We appreciate it. Thanks for being part of the team. You're on the insides. Algos galore. They got you by the algos. If you're uh, listening to the podcast on the podcast feed, however you're doing that, thank you. Whatever you're listening to, you can probably rate five stars, Spotify, five stars, Apple Podcasts. Leave us the review, a question for the uh, mailbag, and uh, we appreciate the uh, the subscription and the uh, and the sharing. We appreciate the sharing there as well. So go get it. Go get it, baby. Week one is here. RIP the queen. Uh, let's roll, baby. Well, that had to be said, John. Thank you. I'm glad you said yeah. that. Uh, we are sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito's Handmade Vodka. This is where Tito shines. Now, Tito's is good in the offseason. Tito's is good in the preseason. But on the big stage, under the bright lights, John, that's where Tito's really separates itself. Very true. And do you know when it really separates itself? When? Thursday through Sunday now with football here. I mean, that's when it shines with with our listenership. Yeah, I mean, I you know some people got real jobs may have to slow it down Monday, maybe Tuesday a few cocktails out with the employees, you know, or fellow workers or doing a deal. 
Hello, and, fellow workers. <laughs> and then by Thursday night, uh, you know, I mean, we got back to back. Bills Rams, if you're listening to this, already happened. Then next Thursday is you know, Charter Chiefs. So you, you get early, sweet Amazon Prime games. Sunday, they, they could play Jags versus the Jags. And it, it, if that was the only game, it would do a 25. Yeah, I mean, it would. It does not matter. People are ready. College football all day Saturday. Not the greatest slate, but still, Tito's. You, you get a Tito's and soda. You get a John Daly. You get a little ginger beer. You get some uh, a little some grape juice. Whatever your cup of tea is, Tito's on the rocks. I don't know. And watch football. It just makes it a little bit better. You know, it's just yeah. a fact. We got so many great options for uh, if you're if you are watching to the, this live, you still have time. Uh, we'll have you'll have some time after the stream is done to go out and uh, get any ingredients you need. If you need some lime juice, the Tito's peach tea, John, how about four ounces of unsweetened iced tea, four peaches quartered, muddled, and uh, some lemon juice, get a little lemon juice and a tablespoon of agave. Did not see that coming. That little <laughs> twist there at the end. Um, so there's one great example. You and I, we went out uh, last year and we actually got some Tito Rita's, which is just, uh, you know, a margarita, but some Tito's in it, maybe a little orange liqueur, some lime juice, Again, your agave comes. Uh, turns out agave maybe might be good just to keep on hand. Uh, but whatever you do, do it with Tito's. Over 20 years since they've been making award-winning vodka that's always smooth, always clean, always crisp. Find out uh, some more of the recipes that I'm reading here at titosvodka.com. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Thank you, Tito's. Great to have you. And like John said, keep DMing us, sending us pictures of you this weekend, enjoying some Tito's. Yes, please do it while you're gambling, too. Oh, yeah. While you're gambling, while you are getting it in at the DraftKings Sportsbook, we're sponsored in part by DraftKings football fans. First Sunday of the NFL season's here. An official betting, uh, an official sports betting partner of the NFL DraftKings has a couple great deals right now. New customers can bet just five bucks and get two hundred dollars free in uh let me try that again. $200 in free bets instantly. That's what I'm trying to say. So you bet five bucks, you get $200 in free bets instantly with the code HAM. So good guy takes your breath away. And as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of the early win promotion on DraftKings. It's simple. You bet on any NFL team to win. It does not matter. They don't have to cover the spread. They don't even need to win the game. Listen to this guy. All they have to do is be up 10 points at any point in the game and you get paid instantly. I'm telling you, Pick a game, pick a team you love. I would go Chiefs, <laughs> Cardinals. Yeah, I just saw Rondale Moore injured. I mean, mm. the Cardinals are in shambles. Chiefs might be up like 20 at halftime. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code HAM to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code HAM, H-A-M, only a DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, so we gave you our lock of the week the other day. Let's get um, some college picks in here, John. So uh, Code Ham at DraftKings on the Sportsbook app. Bet 5 bucks, get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, with the early win promotion, if your NFL team leads by 10 at any point, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. We've got college bets as well this week. Why don't you start, John? What do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go Kentucky Wildcats, who have been the better program consistently then uh, Florida, and Florida's getting a ton of hype because what just happened? Listen, that quarterback's awesome. I'm going Kentucky guy. Kentucky plus six at the Swamp. Uh, I like that pick, John. I think 
Uh, Anthony Richardson, I saw him in a mock draft today, top 10. But nonetheless, I like that pick. I'm going Iowa, who did not score a touchdown last week, minus three and a half at home against Iowa State. Iowa won this matchup last year when Iowa State was, I think, better. Yes. Better players on the road by 10 points with only 106 yards of passing offense. That's what Iowa did last year. So I'm counting on Iowa to be embarrassed in a rivalry game to score enough to cover three and a half points against Iowa State at home. Brock Purdy ain't walking through that door, guy. No, Brees Hall is not walking through that door. He's here to save the Jets. Also, if you missed it yesterday, our lock of the week in the NFL is Niners minus seven against the Bears. We got 500 on that. You can go check a video we did yesterday about why that is our lock of the week, despite, I think, every piece of uh, gambling uh, history telling us to do otherwise. What? Just reaching for my hat. Oh. All right. There you go. Good looking hat. Good looking bald, man. Thanks for two bucks, I guess. All right. Uh, DM says USC minus nine and a half lock. A lot of locks going on around. How about this, by the way? Who are the Trojans playing? Stanford at Stanford. ABC. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw, I, I heard somebody say Alabama is one and four last year as a road favorite. You know, they're 20 and a half point favorites against um, Texas this week. Did you see the Will Anderson article written today in Bleacher Report? No. Was it good? Will, Will Anderson, his freshman year, he shows up at Alabama. And none other than resident badass Alex Leatherwood walks up to him in the weight room and says, I'm going to fuck you up in practice. And then walked away. And Will was like, damn, guess I'm at Alabama now. But here's the best thing about Will Anderson, John. He in high school was a fullback. And the coaches said, we want to move you to linebacker. It's going to be better for you. Trust us. And he and his family did not want to leave fullback. He wanted to play fullback. His dad said, "We ah, we're fullbacks." His mom said, "We are offensive people." Did they did they look at the NFL and realize not many fullbacks go to the league? They're like the next use check. That's us. <laughs> and uh, the coaches at his high school, to their credit, said, "Trust us. We know what we're doing. We're going to move him to linebacker. It's going to be the right thing." So Will Anderson wants to be a linebacker. Well, was there an add-on to the story of Leatherwood talking shit? Like, did he no. beat his ass in practice? I, I actually read the story because I saw somebody tweeted that clip, and I'm like, well, there's got to be more to this story. But yeah. there wasn't anything more to the story, unfortunately. I'd say uh, Will Anderson's trajectory and Leatherwood's trajectory are a little different. <laughs> John, shocker, the mock draft I looked at today had Will Anderson going one, a Georgia defensive lineman going two, like a Northwestern offensive lineman in the top ten. Obviously, none of the quarter, none of the quarterbacks. No, in the top it, it had it had uh, number three. It had uh, did it have Bryce Young going three and C.J. Stroud going like five, something like that. But I, I do think uh, Michael I, I do Mayer feel going good about the 15. value of my pick with Kentucky. But if that guy dominates Kentucky and keeps dominating, he if he has a Cam Newton season, here's what's a lock: he's going one. Assuming he's a good kid and everything. I don't know yeah. much about his character. Yeah. I've never read any or heard anything bad. I don't think. No, I haven't either. I haven't heard much about him, honestly, until no, this yeah. week. Um, but it was the one reason I didn't ride with you on Kentucky is just the possibility that we're watching like Cam Newton 2.0 here. Cam Newton meets Kyler Murray meets Michael Vick. <laughs> but if you win that bet, um, you know, you're going to feel great. All right. Uh, George Kittle, John, update on George Kittle. Did not practice again on Thursday. Uh, there was... Uh, this report uh, about Kittle. Hold on, let me grab this. Sorry, not uh, pre, not midseason form here. 
We got time, guy. We got time. Oh, we're not in a rush. Okay. Well, I mean, Belichick would might fire you. Uh, what's his name? Kubiak would fire you if five minutes early, like like Mike McDaniel. If this was my uh, my day on the overhead projector. Yeah, you know, it's just. All right, here we go. Uh, George Kittle, John missed Niners practice again on Thursday. Aaron Wilson, who's covered the NFL for a long time, uh, wrote this. One source characterized Kittle's status as being fluid, but emphasized that the groin injury is, quote, not good. My emphasis added, um, adding that it would be optimal for him to rest and rehab for a week or two. Another source called it a grade two strain that has limited Kittle's top end speed. Uh, uh, a groin on a Monday, if that's when it happened, back by Sunday, you know, I, I don't think that's uh likely i'd say that's being pretty optimistic so right now two weeks what do you think well immediately george kittle being hurt i mean is is there a better player that might not play week one not for you know like suspension like watson or hopkins i mean to me he feels just looking around the league of guys hurt and like legitimately missing practice he might be the best player that might miss week one who especially one guy you know, like David Bakhtiari, for example. Let's, yeah. you know, he's been on pup. He's New been injured. injured. Yeah. yeah, just kind of out of nowhere. Like that's, he's one of the best players in the league. Like pound for pound, when he's on, you go to war with that motherfucker. And to me, the Niners are a little lucky. And we said it when the schedule came out because, gosh darn, we love a good schedule release. <laughs> is it had to be easy for Trey Lance? I think now looking like if let's say the Denver game was this week and you were opening. Sunday afternoon or Sunday night at Denver. That was your opening week. I, I think we'd be a little more rattled by this injury, especially our lock of the week. It yeah. wouldn't have been the lock of the week. I mean, we wouldn't have bet on that game to begin with, but I think we feel a little less uh, the magnitude of the injury given the opponent, but big picture, like, let's face it. We talked about this yesterday when the news kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, you and I were doing like just talking through it. Could he have gotten injured in the preseason game? Because the preseason game happened, and they never had to practice again. And then Kyle went on to cancel practice when the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff happened. They went away basically for the rest of the week, and they didn't do anything until Monday, which was a glorified walkthrough, is when it started leaking that, you know, what's up with him? But they don't have to come out with an injury report until yesterday when it's clear he's – Yeah. And even David Lombardi said, the moment you start missing the second practice historically with this team, like, I do – I not only don't expect him to play this weekend, I mean, I, I'm already kind of – just is Denver a, a spot potentially? Yeah. You're Especially not expecting him back until they no. tell you he's coming back. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, and by the way, if it, it was, if it was something that, cause it was not clear by the way, Shanahan talked about it. I didn't think Wednesday, some people interpret it as he got hurt on Wednesday. Um, I didn't think it was exactly clear whether it actually occurred Wednesday or not. Monday. You mean, I'm sorry, Monday. Yeah. He talked Wednesday. Um, so if it had happened in the game, you know, now we're talking about a several week injury, but I don't know. I think for the sake of we should, I, we shouldn't assume it happened Monday, but I think that was at least the intimation. So let's go with that. It happened. Monday. I assumed yesterday it happened Monday. The more we've talked through it, I, I think there are more, you know, potential for it. Now there was clearly a, a party in which all these guys took like some of those viral pictures. He was in a picture with Kyle Juszczyk. Now, just because you have a, a strain, whether it's a hand, regardless, if you're not wearing a cast or whatever, you still can go to a party. My point is, like, I don't think he'd be like, well, he was out and about. Like, I I don't think he just would have been sitting at home. Didn't Trey – wasn't there a photo last year of Trey at a party with, like, a 
splint on his finger. Did that happen? That yeah, I think good. it was. A, it was after he broke his hand against the Raiders. The Raiders. Season game. Yeah. What is there's usually there's right. usually a party right between uh, that cut date now. That's the empty. You've yeah. got four days off. I mean, what yeah. are you what are you doing? Yeah. Who knows? But I mean, I, the Niners technically might have essentially had like a week, right? Yeah. But with this injury, I don't now. Kittle would be a guy. He'd be on the short list of guys or the long list of guys. I don't know that could not practice, not practice, not practice and play. But given the opponent, given the the injury itself, given that it might rain, that would be less than ideal if you're uh, trying to stave off a groin injury. Um, given they play without him before. Yeah, in not- general, he does not need to practice to play. Given that it's week one, right? Even if he was 50-50 to play, I think it'd be pretty nuts at this point. For him to play. Yeah. Yeah. Why You don't need to start gutting it out week one. Now, here's the problem in the NFL. Like, the reason you're a good team and a Super Bowl favorite is all your good players. I start removing good players, you know. All of a sudden, you know, someone gets hurt in the first quarter. Let's just say, knock on wood, like Fred Warner gets injured and is out for the game. I've removed multiple players. We start sure. neutralizing the field, you yep. know, yep. <laughs> of your talent gap. It shows you I, one thing I learned in the NFL, man, uh, a, a position of strength can become a position of weakness in like two plays. And I'm not saying the tight end room, not necessarily. It's a position of strength for the Niners just because of George Kittle. And like most teams, if you have an elite tight end, you're, you view that like the Chiefs. Well, if Travis Kelsey gets hurt, the Chiefs now don't have great tight ends, right? If Darren Waller's not playing, the Raiders have problems. Like it's kind of. It's not like the wide receiver that way. It's really more like the running back. I go, you know, shit, they got, you know, whoever. Uh, I'm trying, I can't even think of – I was going to use Dalvin Cook, but they actually – Madison, the Boise State guy, is not bad. Uh, you know, teams with good running backs, it's usually just the one guy. That's a Panthers problem, right? They got Christian McCaffrey. Well, when he's on the field, they're in good shape. Well, he gets injured a lot. And let's face it, I'm a George Kittle – I'm a huge fan just because of the way he plays. His, his aggressiveness, his violence, his intensity – his just how he plays, right? I mean, you just watch him, how great of a physical presence he is in terms of the run and the pass game. But he does just struggle to stay on the field. And this is this is kind of crazy, even though it's not. Like, if it, of all the guys, I'm like, God, didn't Fred Warner? Well, it's like, George is already missing week one. Yeah. We talked about this when they were paying him. It was like, you know, can can you trust him to stay on the field? Yeah, I mean, he turns 29 in October. The question is, has he had his best season? Well, if he has, that's probably okay because his best season, you know, he had an 88 and 85 catch year with over a thousand yards uh, and five touchdowns each of those years. You don't need that. You need him healthy. Has he had his best season? Probably. The question is, will he have another? Will he? Does he have two or three years of just injury-free, consistent, reliable, you know, football? And um, the injury-free part is going to be pretty hard to. I wonder. Game. I wonder too if people make the argument like, why do tight ends make way less than uh, than wide receivers? Well, wide receivers get. I mean, for the most part, get hurt less often. I mean, tight ends just you're just kind of in the trenches. It's unavoidable. You you just get hurt more. Yeah. You can the irony is, more. offensive linemen get paid a lot. So do defensive linemen. <laughs> but ultimately, you're getting paid as a tight end. George is a little unique because he run blocks really to catch, right? Like the reason Mark Andrews and Kelsey and Wall. Well, yeah. If George was your if George if George was your starting right guard, would he be playing in this game with his groin injury? Yeah, I don't know. I maybe not. I I don't know. But to your point, like part of it is you're asked to do all these other things. 
like the Niners don't have a great his you know under Jimmy you would say a great red zone threat because their two wide receivers are short. George is you know he's made a lot of plays in the red zone, right? I can just when I close my eyes, picture him jumping up, catching balls in the air. They throw him the ball down the seam and stuff in the air, uh, and you remove him like. To me, it's just a loss. I mean, anytime you remove a great player, it's just not ideal. But he's, to me, he's already out for this game, in my mind. I, I agree with you. On the stream, somebody says, uh, Christian McCaffrey is available as of now, but has shin problems already. I did, it was a, it's like a cut. It's not like a shin strain, shin splint, yeah. something like that. But it is something. I mean, not nothing. Could have ran into something, you know, some, some beds are yeah, shaped funny. <laughs> uh, Juwan Jennings in the red zone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we will uh, we'll wait, but we are not holding our breath on that. Uh, 49ers and Bears, you know, what it brings us, John, is a classic old rivalry of days gone by of Justin Fields versus Trey Lance, which is not just a Trey Lance rivalry. It's also a Kyle Shanahan rivalry because I think it's been well established um, how much Kyle had to be, talk, quote unquote, talked into Trey. We could have that debate. No one knows. Well, well, Michael Lombardi won't let that go, and people keep saying he's wrong. I know. But one thing I think that is not debatable, because Kyle has said it. He said it to to the Brandon Marshall guys. I was choosing between Mac Jones and Trey Lance. That's who we were watching. So it was never about Justin Fields for Kyle Shanahan, ever. Do you think there is a chance if he has got some percentage frustration in – in just how ready he thought Trey was going to be and just knowing that he knew Mac Jones was ready to go. When you see Michael Lombardi say that he still is frustrated about it and lets it be known, listen, the people I know within the 49ers, one, would they, they would never admit that to me unless we were super wasted, and even then, I don't even know. But do you think that's something that is even possible? I mean, I, we all know it's possible, but do, do you think it's plausible? Like, would you bet on there's been moments of frustration where either he's let it be known or it's pretty clear, like, God, oh, don't guess Aaron wake from Kyle today. I, I think it would be, even for a guy that owns the whole organization, basically, is in charge of everything, a pretty high level of un, la, unprofessionalism, if that's a word. I mean, that would be, you talk about the amount of frustration you'd have to feel to be at that level, to undermine your own team and your own quarterback in that way, even if it's in a closed room, right? Even if it's you and John Lynch. But if it's him and John Lynch, that's not getting to anybody. To me, there's a difference in like tongue and cheek, like Mac would have made that throw and like legitimately being mad about it some days during the week consistently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, is it plausible to have that thought? It is so plausible to have that, thought. which is something every coach and every general manager has, right? It's very human. Is it human to say to John Lynch, like Adam Peters to his OC, like, man, I hope we got the right guy? Absolutely. That is plausible. But to you're asking like to be internally angry about, being forced, quote unquote, into- forced. I think forced is not possible. Not, okay, pressured. Yeah, whatever. And, and being clearly kind of leaned on, which, like I've said over and over, under it would have been the most insane draft pick in the history of the league when you factor in the position. Like you called it the most arrogant draft pick in the league. If they had, if they had done it, absolutely time. batshit crazy. Because he ended up still going fifteen, where a lot of people think that was too high. So he he not only didn't go four through four, like he went 15. So he fell dramatically far. And like 
you see, I think since someone tweeted at us or someone linked me in a tweet, like the numbers of Tua and Mac, maybe they Instagram to us. They're, they're like identical. It's like everyone needs to pump the brakes on McCorkle. Who again, yeah. good kid, but Jesus Christ, he's he'll. I don't think he'll ever be as good as Kirk Cousins. Fields, on the other hand, is you know there's a lot of optimism in Chicago about him. Do you remember and the play he made last year in the Niner I game, do. running around? The play was over. It was kind of like the Anthony Richards. It wasn't the same as the Anthony Richardson play, but it was one of those. This play's over. Tough for the quarterback, and then he makes a play that you know he just sees something that nobody else. Didn't sees. he run it like? Didn't he run back across his body, make the touchdown throw? Yeah, it was sweet. It was very sweet. Yeah. I mean, here's a guy. I was thinking about Trey Lance in, in this context because, you know, there are there are all these questions about how good is he? And we're all about to find out over the course of who knows how much time. But I do wonder if part of it, I've, I've watched him talk in press conferences. We've watched him practice. We've watched him play. We've watched a lot of what he's done. And he's done a lot of media. And I don't think how you handle media is, you know, it's not a big part of the pie of of how good of a player you're going to be. But I do think just watching a person talk can give you insight into that person. And I, when I watch him talk right now, those are media chances, right? And he definitely looks to me like most young guys. Look, he does not want to say something stupid when he's doing a press conference, when he's doing an interview. I, I, uh, I don't think he's hundred percent comfortable with all that stuff. And I think he does a really good job with it. Like, I think he's pretty comfortable. I think he's insightful, but I don't think he's hundred percent comfortable. And I would imagine there, if I were in his shoes, if most of us were in his shoes, I think there'd be a part of it where you think I haven't even done any of this stuff yet. I definitely don't want to be talking about it. I just want to go do it. And I think probably there's a part of it with Trey where he's got to prove some of this stuff to himself, right? Like I was thinking about Steph Curry and the, I, the, the odds that anybody becomes Steph Curry are very low. He's an all time great player. But Trey Lance was drafted to be the 49ers, Steph Curry, to be the centerpiece of their franchise, to be their playmaker, to be their point guard for a long time. You think about Steph, and there are a lot of people that didn't believe in Steph when he came into the league, right? He was coming from Gonzaga. He was small. Two point guards. Rick Buecher, Matt Simons. Albeit, what was the deal with those two? I just feel like those were guys that get loved. They they were definitely talking about him. Um, But I went back and looked at Steph. Like what Steph had proven to himself was a lot. Steph scored 40 against Gonzaga, 30 against Georgetown, 33 against Wisconsin, 25 against Kansas, all in the 2008 NCAA tournament. That's just one tournament. The 08 Kansas team was the Mario Chalmers team that went on and, and won the NCAA championship. So they lost to that team in the Elite Eight. They lost to that team, and they that team went and beat Memphis and Derrick He Rose. had one of the great NCAA tournaments of all time for a team that made it to the Elite Eight, right? The funny thing is they went to the NIT the next year. But that year, he had 44 at Oklahoma. He had 44 against NC State. He had 27 against West Virginia. He had 29 at Cameron Indoor. You go back to his freshman year. He played at Duke three times his career. His freshman year, he dropped 32 at Michigan in his second career game. And then in his tournament debut as a true freshman at Davidson, had 30 against Maryland. They win? Uh, They lost that game. So he played one game in the tournament that year, came back, played four games, and then remember they moved him to point guard, kind of helped Steph develop his junior year, and they went to the NIT. Are you saying that the NBA scouts might have overthought the Steph thing? And still he went really high, right? Still it's – Seven. If you you could do a redo, I think he goes one. Yeah, if you could do a redo, he'd go one. And I'm not – I know any comparison to Steph, but my point is Steph was a small school guy who had all these reasons to believe in him. He had just proven all this stuff to himself. And I wonder if part of Trey is like, you guys are asking me, I just want to go prove it to you, to you, to – I want to prove it to myself. Like, I belong. I see a guy who's still got to go out there and prove that he belongs. The captain voting tells us that. That's normal. None of this is a criticism of Trey. 
But I think part of the season is about proving it to Kyle, proving it to, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to prove it to us or to fans. That's not what he's doing it for, but proving it to his teammates. And to some degree, probably proving it to himself that he can do it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's the best part. Once the season get here, we don't have to talk anymore about percentages in practice. We don't have to talk anymore about good days, bad days. What did they mean? Cause ultimately, in my opinion, they don't mean actually anything. I mean, they do at that given moment, but if you go out, and this is the best part about the NFL, and I would just say sports in general, in any business, like whether we double our revenue this year or whether we lost money and we could be like, well, it's a weird year, you know, recession kicked in, and, you know, people pulled their marketing budgets. It, there's no like, did we win or did we lose? Or do we just, you know, chalk it up? You know, there was, you know, the COVID happened, less people were listening to stuff, or COVID happened, more people were listening to stuff, or whatever. Any business, like you kind of just pick an arbitrary numbers. The sports is the one industry where it's like black and white. Some teams make more money than others, but ultimately it doesn't matter. Like the bank, the Cowboys make dramatically more money than the, than the Bengals, right? Dramatically more. The Bengals literally had to sell Paul Brown Stadium, and they basically admitted like we need cash flow for our quarterback that we're going to have to pay next year, right? We don't potentially have the cash on hand. That extra $50 million over the next two years will dramatically help us to cut a check. They're basically just taking that cash. It's like if you're just like saving for a down payment of a house, every time you get a certain amount of money, you put it in there. That's exactly what the Bengals are doing. Yet they were in the fucking Super Bowl. Jerry Jones, can you imagine the check he would have written to be in the Super Bowl last year? Because that's all that matters in this. Like ultimately how much money Jed made or now, no one cares. I mean, no one gave a shit that Jed had never been richer in 2021. Why? Because the Niners went, whatever, 6-10. and 10, and it was. Yeah, but did you see the investment in the soccer team? Yeah, it was a debacle. Do you know when talking about leads becomes cool? When Kyle Shanahan and the Niners are kicking ass. It's why the Bears, they're, they're under a lot of heat. It's why Belichick, like, is he going to win this year? The only thing that matters in this league specifically, because I was thinking this today, it kind of hit me. The training camp, once it starts, if you're in the league, even for reporters or whatever, it's it's every day. It's every day. It's kind of a grind. But like, there's just the preseason games. They ultimately don't matter. Like coaches, you see some of the clips of coaches after preseason games. They're really not, they're really addressing more like the undrafted free agents. Like you guys got to take advantage of this opportunity. They're never talking about the score. It just doesn't matter. And it's weird in a league where everything is about like who won and who lost at the end of the game, right? I mean that's. That's all that matters. Like the only thing that mattered in that crazy ass LSU Florida State is that Florida State somehow blocked that kick and they won the game. Even though you're like, did Florida State that good? It, they go to the locker room, they're the winner, and LSU's in shambles. And to me, that's that's what's weird about Trey Lance because I saw uh, someone on Twitter today that like Jimmy Stats when they were eight, no, they weren't that great, and the Niners' passing offense wasn't that great. But the Niners were 8-0, and they had been shitty for so long, and no one gave a crap. No one cares. You know, and that, that to me is like the only thing that matters. Like, think about this. The only one who kind of is mad that he didn't truly get to shine, even though he became really famous, when Seattle won the Super Bowl was Russell Wilson. Like, Russell Wilson was like, I wish I could have passed more. No one else, no fan, no other player on the team, no coaching staff, they won the Super Bowl. And Russell was like, I wish I would have thrown more touchdowns. He was, he was the only guy even thinking that. Now, and think time, about it, maybe he John, wasn't, but and think about it. He became a superstar just by winning. Now, I, I, and being he became a great quarterback, but it, it was enough. Like he, he became coming. famous because immediately when they won, no one was like, "Well, have you seen Russell? He's not. He's not even throwing thirty touchdowns." No one cared. 
he was also fun to watch, it turned out. He was. And, and that there is something. There is a double whammy, right? Part of the reason Mahomes is famous, not just because the Chiefs are winning consistently. It's because you watch him. He's remarkable, right? Josh Allen is more than just, yeah, the Bills have been good the last several years, but the eyes don't lie, right? Now, you can become pretty famous. Herbert hasn't won shit, and he's become everyone, rightfully so. But as long as Trey wins, as long as he's a starting quarterback for a winning team, everything will take care of itself. Now, because it's impossible for him to be god-awful and for them to win, right? If he's turning the ball over, fumbling, tripping over, they will. it's just not possible to win the NFL, right? We've seen it. So I'm with you. I I just think he just needs just take care of business. Just take care of business. And like we talked about back when the schedule came out, these two games just come out of them 2-0, specifically this first game. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef. Free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. 
Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Do you know what I feel pretty good about the spread? Hmm. If the Niners don't cover the spread, we'll say they only win by three or four. I would say that whatever we're talking about Sunday night is probably not all positive, right? If the game is relatively close. Yeah, unless there's some weird backdoor cover, but yeah. Yeah, unless it's one of those where they're up 30 to seven and they score a couple late touchdowns. and Exactly. Which is pretty rare when you're up big in the NFL. That's what was the Lions game last year. It's just you usually don't go into cruise control week one. It happens during the season sometimes. But if they win by more than a touchdown, I, I would be hard-pressed to see like, oh, I don't see it there with Trey. Well, there's no Trey line you could give me if the Niners win by 10 points, 13 points, that you wouldn't take, really, right? I mean, like five interceptions. But if I said to you, like, Niners win 24 to 13, Trey is uh, 13 of uh, 20 for 207, uh, one passing touchdown and a pick. You go, all right, whatever. I mean, not great, but fine. Just tell me how it looked and move on to the next one. But, uh, you know, it's... It's um, it's not. They I, could they could lose potentially and him be awesome, which happens with quarterbacks, right? Yeah, which actually, you know, is bad for them. But you'd the thing about the one of the reasons this game and next week's game are so important is because you think you don't have a quarterback that you're just that's going to carry you offensively, right? Yes. So if he turns into a quarterback that is going to carry you offensively then it takes a little pressure off each individual game because you think, well, in the end, we'll just have the better guy more often than not. But, you know, there are plenty of quarterbacks that fill up stat sheets and don't win championships. So, for sure. You know, we've seen the recipe with this team. It or, you, or, or even, I, I think you could just rewind it, fill up stat sheets and don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Cousins did, Herbert did, a lot of guys did last season, correct? You know? Yep. So it's... The league is full of it. Yeah. And some of those guys don't turn out to be franchise quarterbacks. It's hard. I would say you're hard pressed if your quarterback's consistently near the top statistically in touchdowns, yards for your team not to be right there. Even last year, Minnesota, boom, right there because of Cousins. It wasn't his fault. Well, there's a point where your quarterback is so good that you go, this is how we're going to win. We're just going to do that, even if we do other things really well. There's a middle ground where your team is not great and that's why your quarterback has to throw the ball a lot. And that's why your quarterback has to put up numbers. And that's not the position the Niners are in. Like if Trey Lance is the guy that puts up numbers, it will be because he's very good at it. Not because he has to throw the ball 38 times a game for the Niners to win. It shouldn't be. At least we've seen their recipe, John, the recipe is not no. have to put the ball in the air, flip a coin and hope that our, that we're just better that day. Right. It the is recipe not, is, it is not Patrick. The rock. Yeah, for sure. And so the the hope is that they can they can ease him in with that stuff. And you know the other the thing that would make the Sunday night a double whammy if they if they lose or if he doesn't play well and they lose is what did Justin Fields do? Because then it's you know we go back to the thing that Kyle Shanahan hopes gets buried is the fact that they had years where they drafted very high and some of the best quarterback prospects in the NFL right now were available to them, and they didn't draft them or didn't even evaluate them. Then right. they pass on Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah. And Deshaun at that time, right? Yeah. So, like, that's that will be – when people say, like, oh, if Trey fails, that's going to – it's not just that. It will bring the big picture back for Kyle. 
if Trey's great, then none of that stuff ever gets talked about again. I guess Jimmy G technically ruled down the team the year Josh Allen came in, but still. Looking back, if they would have drafted Josh Allen instead of McGlinchey, well, I mean, the Bills technically traded above them a couple spots, but the Niners easily could have got up a couple spots if they wanted Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. Now they had just paid Jimmy G again. Obviously, a little complicated situation. But Tavares on the stream says, "Why are y'all so damn negative? This is us being positive. No, we're just what we are. Sometimes it comes out one way. Sometimes it comes out another. We don't. Uh, yeah. We're we're like this steady, steady like a fucking can't make circuit. everyone can't make everybody happy. John, uh, the Bears. I don't know if you. I gave you a stat the other day that the Bears had six guys picked up off the waiver wire. And you said, well, you know, the Jets lost a bunch of guys on the waiver wire. So we, the Bears have on their fifty-three man roster fifteen rookies." including two of them starting in their secondary, Kyler Gordon, who was their second-round pick, and Jaquan Brisker, who was also their second-round pick. So two DB second round. Remember, Brisker was the safety that, like, a lot of Niners Niners internet yeah, people wanted that, him. Yeah. One thing you need to know for this week, John. So you're telling me a team that needed two offensive line in the worst way yeah. for their young quarterback. Lost Khalil Mack. Could have gone Dra- drafted two safeties with their first two picks. Now, yeah, they're both starting. Four, yeah, yeah, yeah. Corner, corner, corner and safety. Kyler Gordon was opposite Trent McDuffie last year at Washington. So that's one reason um, to, to feel good about, to feel good about not great. It's in the secondary right now um, to feel good about uh, the Niners. The other one, uh, this is not a reason to feel good or bad. Just something you should know. Matt Eberflus, John, you know what his slogan is? Hits. Hits. H-I-T-S. It stands for hustle. Intensity. T is taking the ball away, and S is situationally smart. Oh, I should have let you guess. Sorry. Uh, why do defensive coaches be are so obsessed with that crap? I mean, what is Jesus Christ? That's such fucking cheesy. What was the What was the Dennis Allen one in the Raiders uh, building? Remember that one? Yeah, like, De- do, Dennis Allen. What, what was that one like? Do it wasn't do your job. It was all in. Was it all in? Is that what it was? Yeah, it's my, not, that's not quite an acronym. That's just. It feels like it. Remember, Charles Woodson had a pretty sweet one. Work hard, make plays. Work hard, make plays. Yeah, that's a good one. Nobody cares. Do you think Fangio and, and Todd Bowles? And, Dan Quinn definitely has these. Dan Quinn is a guy, and he's pretty good at his job. But I, I, I'm a sucker for just like, does Saban have a lot of these? You know? So, no. When we run this defense, this is where you sit. You know, when I call, to call this, this is where you go. When I tell you practices at 10, you're here at 955. Like, it's just very... I have no problem with the occasional, like, you know, in college, it's a little more understandable, I guess. But the pros, can you imagine being like a 32 year old? It's like, guys, I got three kids. Remember, fellas, it's hits. (laughs) And the second, the S has two S's. It's situationally smart. Is it one of those where, like, at any time he stops you in the hallways, like, hits, you have to be able to tell him hits, what hits means? TCBY is my personal favorite. What is it, TCBY? TCBY meant uh, the. TC, the country's best yogurt. Actually, flowed. Me and my dad used to swing by there. Is that one uh, TCBY go out of business? I don't think it's still in North Davis. Yeah. We used to, was that a TCBY or a Baskin Robbins we used to go to uh, from the apartment complex in Fresno? That's a great question. Don't know. Over the fence, over by Casa Corona. I miss Casa Corona. They had some great chips and salsa. <laughs> Um, anything else on the Bears? Uh, we we did we did a Bears pick. We picked this game. We picked the Niners to cover on Wednesday. If you guys missed that, but um, you know, not a lot 
not a lot going for him. But there does, you know, when you got a young quarterback, optimism. And as I said yesterday, John, I am open to the possibility that Eberflus is a good a good football coach. I'm I'm I am open to that. He was a very good defensive coordinator. He so was. like he he's not a guy that's going away, right? If it doesn't work as a head coach, he will be somebody smart's defensive court. He he will be uh, Bobby Slowick's defensive coordinator somewhere in in three years or something like that. And it's weird. I'm I'm going to give him a compliment, and I don't even know why. You know, we don't know that Josh McDaniels is a good coach or not. You know, time will tell. Yeah, I, I would, if I was a gambling man, I would imagine Josh McDaniels is going to be successful. He gets to inherit a, a legitimate NFL quarterback. I think over the next three or four years, Josh is going to have success. Yeah. How many playoff wins or whatever, I don't know. But I think Josh is going to be a credible coach after he gets a couple seasons under his belt as the head man. He did, like, he personally hired this guy to be his defensive coordinator, right? I mean, I would say that does reflect something. Because if you look at his, oh, that's right. Now, you mean in Indianapolis? Yeah, I mean that, that Frank inherited that guy because he had been on the job, and then Josh turned down Chris Ballard. The dude was already hired. Doesn't make this guy was the only guy there. I think there was one other position coach. Okay. Remember, they were just waiting. I think there were a couple coaches. All right. Uh, the other question on this Bears Niner game, John. Over wait, on wait, what, what? Do you, what? What's wait? You're not coming. I'm I'm here, bro. I'm, I'm Josh. I'm in the office. Is he the one that had to deliver the news to Ursay? That's God. What a hey Jim. What, just want to let you know I'm here if you need me. That's a story. Uh, over under half a high tower tweet in the Niners Bears game. Let's not forget the other big matchup here, John. High tower Dante Pettis, I think, is his returner. Uh, so high tower versus the Niners revenge game. High tower revenge game. Something to keep an eye on. It's weird because Kyle in a technically fired him, but fired him to place him somewhere else is good buddies with him. I think Hightower played to Texas. I don't know what position, but Kyle always, you know, referred to him as his college teammate. Like, they had known each other a long time. Uh, I'd watched a couple Bears, you know, muffed punts and uh, blown fumbles so far in the preseason, just with the game on the background. Mm -hmm. I'll be stunned. Now, here's what I do know. Can you imagine if Hightower gets, like, a fake off Kyle? (laughs) That will be fun. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that as just a if high tower score. If the high towers bears get a touchdown on a, a or a first down or something on a. Fair. Well, I forwarded you the tweet about like um, John. How do you say the guy's name in in Oregon that covers the Oregon Ducks? John Kazazano. Kenzano. Kenzano. Yep. He tweeted out something about something that he asked Pat Hill about why he like scheduled. Ohio State to Alabama to Wisconsin to he worked Pat. at the Fresno B. He used to work John. Okay, that may okay, that even makes more sense. And Pat's like, what are they gonna do? Eat you? And I just I quoted it was funny. And Jeff Schwartz replied to me about You had a good tweet. You said you said what did you say? Well uh, I don't even remember. Watch what out for the dogs when puppies pee or something like that. Don't yeah, pee. Yeah, you, 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 well, you can't run with the big dogs if you pee with the puppies. Yeah, that's a good one. So if you're gonna run with the big dogs, you can't be peeing with the puppies. And in that 06 game, because Schwartz was like, I, that game was nuts. I was there. And at the time, you remember Mike Bellotti ran a fake field goal option. I do is, remember. Is that, I is that Ryan Leaf's brother? On the goal line, and Brady Leaf was the holder. Yeah. Who, is Brady Leaf Ryan Leaf's brother? Yeah, that's his brother. To, was it Bellotti's son who was the kicker? Uh, that part I don't remember. I thought it was a could be could be off there. It might just be a normal let's, kicker. Let's check the tape on that. They ran a fake field goal tie I game. I was no Spanish last name on a kicker, but let's yeah, check. I, I think you're right. Twenty four, twenty four. 
they ran a fake field goal where the holder turns into like a quarterback on an option and the field goal kicker who clearly was a good athlete runs like he's an option running back and right. it worked and it was sweet. Can you imagine if Hightower pulled off something like, I mean, it was still to this day, one of the best special teams plays I've ever seen. Would you agree with that? Of yeah, your it was 20 it was, years of going to games. It was gutsy as hell. <laughs> and, and again, I was training that day to take over for Fresno state sideline reporting on radio, like the next broadcast. So I was standing there, on the sideline next to Ralph Wood, who had the headset on and he had the Legend. big mic. And, of course, you go to the goal line, John. You know how it is when you're on the sidelines. You go to where things are happening. So I was standing on the goal line, and it came right at me, and I was uh, I was done. Paul Martinez was the name of the uh, – was the name of the kicker it day. was the it's still to this day one of the coolest special teams plays i've ever seen field goal option now we've seen teams attempt shit like that when it doesn't go right it can be like pitch it to a defender or the guy goes 80 you trip the field goal kicker gets the ball fumbles it like it, it can go bad like you say it's not just a gutsy call the people you're asking to execute it and i think the problem with hightower are just like basic shit like if you get beat on that play and it works you're like well, that's the most fucking remarkable thing I've ever seen. But it was just like, where is anyone? And the, and it, a, a 20, 280-pounder just like walks into the end zone 80 yards. You're like, what is going on here? And just a field goal, a uh, uh, kickoff return guy will catch the ball. He'll run like five yards. And then he just like threw it in the air. You're like, oh, are we serious now? I mean, it, it got so embarrassing last year until we saw the Packers, who somehow statistically were worse than Hightower. But uh, you cannot, and, and I'd be shocked, guy, given that Kyle eventually forced him out. They, they can say whatever they want. He, he was fired. That Hightower isn't going to want – he'd have to know. I mean, he doesn't live under a rock. I mean, Hightower's not a 70-year-old. I mean, he's, he's probably – I mean, he's 40 years old, knows the people are making fun of him. Do you think he has a Middlecoff tweet on his mirror every morning? I, I'd be a I little shocked if someone in his life didn't kind of alert him that people are making fun of him. I mean, it was a pretty big deal on the social media streets making fun of it. <laughs> uh, by the way, one note, that Oregon-Fresno State game was huge because the year before was the year that Fresno State had almost beaten the best team ever, we thought, USC. That was 05, right? That was the 06 Rose Bowl, USC-Texas, Vince Young, touchdown. And um, so Fresno State opens up the year, beats Nevada, gets 20th-ranked Oregon in their house, loses on a heartbreaker, goes to Washington the next week. I remember that one. I think Kenny Amendola might have slid into a punt and knocked it into the end zone that year, uh, that game. <laughs> Reigns up there. Lose by – I could be wrong, though. Uh, check me on that, Kenny. Uh, lose by one, 21 to 20. I don't think this that punt issue affected the game. Uh, but they lost by one, and then they they continued on and and uh, lost uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight. So they, they started 1-0, lost by a touchdown at Oregon, lost by one at UW, and um, all of a sudden they were – they were one and, and seven. And Pat Hill said, I guarantee, I don't know if I ever heard this. They were they had lost seven straight in football, not baseball. It's football. It's the most of your season. He goes, I guarantee we win the next four games. Did they do it? They beat New Mexico State. They beat Idaho. They beat La Tech. And they lost to 10 at Santa uh, at San Jose State. Got screwed. Got screwed. There's a famous story in that season at Utah State. They lost to Utah State, correct? Yeah, Utah State. At 13, Utah State. 12, they lost. This game-winning touchdown was a guy who went to Hoover High School, which is a half a block from Fresno State. Fresno State didn't recruit him. Scored the game-winning touchdown. 
that Pat like ripped locker room lockers down. Like, you know how like the old yeah. school, like junior high, high school lockers. Well, back in like the two thousands, non Alabama, UCLA, some of these schools, their locker room doesn't look that great, especially for the road teams. Pat, who and at Utah the time State was, probably, was all time at that time. Yeah. Ri- ripped, <laughs> ripped lockers off the wall. Wow. Uh, Utah State went 111. It's not today's Utah State. Like they were a terrible, terrible, terrible operation. They were an embarrassment. Yeah. All right. Uh, looking ahead to the weekend, John, the uh, the game schedule. We've gone through it before. There are some really good games. There are some not great games, but mostly I think you can, it's not that hard to find week one interest in like Jags, Commanders. Like to me, that it, it's not hard to find the interest in that game. So there's really reason to watch a lot of these games. But at the very top of the list, and I don't know if you would agree, Bucks Cowboys, hell of a game. But I think tier one, and we've talked about this, so I think you think this too, is Chiefs Cardinals and Raiders Chargers. To me, those two games, I'm more interested in those than Green Bay Minnesota. Even though I would imagine Green Bay Minnesota of the day has the highest rating because of the not no on the night game, just because the National Fox it's Green Bay. But I think those two games on the relevant, like, because Green Bay is going to be good. Minnesota will probably be too. I'm shorting Arizona. And I, if you look at Arizona, if they, right before we hopped on, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, Rondale Morris, he got hurt. J.J. Watt guy, calf injury, hurt already. Hopkins is PDs. He's gone. I mean, they are, I, I just think, this line went from like four, it's already at like minus six, minus six and a half. What if the Chiefs destroy them? And then the next week they have the Raiders on the road in Vegas, which will be Vegas's home opener. I, I think the just kind of the four team, because the Chiefs and the Chargers play Thursday night the following week, which you could argue Chiefs Chargers is just on paper every bit as good as the opening Thursday night game, right? That's just an elite game on paper, on TV. I mean, that's a just a fantastic football game. Arrowhead opening night, especially if the Chiefs are coming off a win. I mean, that fucking place can be buzzing. Uh, and to me, the Chargers, like, it's fair to say they have one of the best rosters in the league, but for whatever reason, I think people would tell you around the league, like, that's been the case a lot of years yeah. where everyone goes, God, the Chargers are good. You and I, those Raider years have been to the, some of the games against them. Like, when they come out of the tunnel, they always look good. Uh, now, I love Phillip Rivers. This kid's better. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he's, he has a long way to go in his career to do it forever, but Phillip didn't have this talent. I mean, Phillip couldn't move like this. He couldn't throw like this. Phillip did not have a good arm. Uh, this kid, I, I, I listened to uh, Colin had Peyton on his uh, pod, mm-hmm. and Peyton said something because they were talking about like college quarterbacks and what Peyton looks for, and Peyton starts going, well, actually, you know, it's been pretty unique over the last, whatever, decade plus, our academy really getting to see all these guys, right? And then getting to know them. Obviously, then they get my number and some stay close and fall in their careers. And he's like, the thing I hate the most about like the scouts or people in the football say is like, this guy can really spin it. And I was thinking like, of course, Peyton hates that statement because Peyton's thing was like, His ball can, the, spin. can the guy play? Like, is the guy good? Can the guy fucking win me games? Can the guy complete passes? Remember what he called his ball? A tight wobble. (laughs) Yeah, Peyton. Phillip Rivers was a little bit like that, too. Where, to me, it's like, well, Peyton, like, Herbert, Mahomes, Josh Allen, they can spin it and they're good, right? 
Brady can yeah. spin it in. It yeah. goes where he wants to. I do get it. There's there's plenty of guys who can spin it and can't play quarterback. His point was like on guys like he's like Jamarcus Russell. They had been they had brought to the camp and like Archie Manning like looked at Peyton. He's like, that's the farthest ball I've ever seen. It went like 90 yards in the air, like hit the post at wherever they're practicing in Mississippi or out Louisiana. But like it, Herbert is, he's kind of already been anointed. You and I have, I mean, rightfully so. But like I, people, people have put him ahead of Josh Allen, I think pretty general i think most people are doing that yeah i mean can he win like are they gonna win right yeah i i think there is they don't have a home field advantage i i would say of all the talented team like they do not have a home field advantage there are gonna be a ton of raider fans there the raiders wouldn't you say the chargers have more pressure on them than the raiders in this game yeah, because, home, a, home just on the most basic level, because it's the home game. On a second level, because now because they play the Chiefs the next week on a short week on now, the, the road. Raiders do play the Cardinals the next week, right? Um, and then they go to Tennessee, and then they play Denver, and then they go to Kansas City. I mean, it's like there are some early season like this group of teams we're talking about, right? Because the the Niners play this group of teams too. The Niners play Denver in two weeks. The Niners play Kansas City. The Niners play the Raiders on New Year's and the Niners uh, play the Chargers. But those teams all kind of play each other quick because Vegas plays Denver and Kansas City week four and week five. Uh, Kansas City plays the Chargers week two, and like I said, Vegas. They also play Buffalo and Tampa in the first six weeks of the season. Do you say the Chiefs play Vegas week three? The Chiefs play uh, Vegas week five. The Chiefs play Indy week three, Tampa week four, both on the road. Then the Raiders then the Bills, then at the 49ers. Jesus. I mean, these schedules are outrageous, really, to start the season. Like, this you, group of teams. Well, you know who the Cardinals have week three? So they go Chiefs, Raiders, Rams. I mean, wow. if, if it gets a little Did weird. Carolina almost get them last year? Because they play at Carolina this year. Well, they play Carolina week four. What if Carolina's good? Did, did Carolina almost beat them last year? I felt like betting on them last year. I remember that, but maybe I feel like the Giants definitely did, but that might have been two years ago. They they've lost that type game, you know, the second half of the season back to back years. Uh, yeah, Carolina beat them last year, thirty four to ten. So it didn't I mean kick the shit out of them? You're right. They didn't in Arizona. I I vividly remember that thinking back now. That was yeah. an ass. That's when everyone was like, "God, look at the Cardinals." <laughs> That's right. That's right after they beat the Niners. <laughs> didn't make the Niners look good on that day. No. But this kind of little round robin thing this group has going, and the Niners are kind of thrown in it. Really, I guess the NFC West teams are thrown in it too. Um Cole but McCoy's the Niners hurt. Cole McCoy's hurt, I know. But the Niners just play it so quickly. I guess really, you know, the Rams are in it, but they don't deal with it till later. They play the Chargers later. They play Denver later. They play Kansas City and Vegas. Really, the Rams back end of their season, John. They play uh, the Chargers. Sorry, let me get this right. The Rams play Kansas City, Vegas, Denver, Chargers, all after week 12. So they get it later. But the the Niners and the NF and the AFC West, the Niners and the AFC West and Arizona, they kind of all get it here in the early part of the season. It's the Niners get it a little later. The AFC West teams all get it right out of the chute. Because it makes sense. There's four of them. They're all really good. You just can't avoid. You just can't hide those games anywhere on your schedule. No, you can't. Well, like Dallas, Dallas and Tampa, for example, right? They play, but uh, 
you know, for Dallas, whatever you think of them, whatever you think of the Eagles, whatever you think, it's still they can afford a game here or there. Right? Yeah. You get a couple Giants games, a couple football team games. Yeah. Like, I just saw a Barrows tweet. The person playing Justin Fields at practice, dot, 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 Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Last year it was Trey, right? Yeah, I told you that, you know, the, the captain thing, because you, you texted me that, like, obviously only four teams, non-quarterback. Yeah, John Dickens, I, he and I were texting last night. He told me it was four teams don't have a season-long quarterback, only one team that has season-long, sorry, season-long captain, only one team that has season-long captain doesn't have a quarterback as a captain, and that's um, Seattle. I would imagine Jimmy Garoppolo is probably the only quarterback. Now, it's unique, but still, to be a captain and then still be on the same team the following year and not be a captain. Again, not truly like there was like a gap in between. He wasn't supposed to be on the team. Everyone thought he was gone. He didn't even practice, but he is on the team, and he was a team captain last year, you know? I would imagine he's been the team captain for a couple straight years. I, I don't have like their 19 through 21, but I, I would guess that wasn't even his first year being the captain, right? I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's probably been the team captain for a while. And he's still on the team, and he got his captaincy revoked. Now, he'd tell you like, a, you know, it wasn't a fair vote. You know, maybe maybe uh, ballot harvesting or whatever they call it. But uh, Ballot harvesting. <laughs> uh, All right, John, here's your 21 team captains. Jimmy. Uh, I'll be shocked. Yeah, Raheem. Here's your 20 team captains. Jimmy. (laughs) I'll be. Now, Jimmy's coming off an ACL here, so it just shows you he's got street cred if he's the the captain here. He's not even the captain in some of these photos, guy. He is fucking front and center. Richard Sherman is a Hall of Famer. Joe Staley is one of the greatest offensive linemen, arguably the greatest offensive lineman in the history of the franchise, is back in the back left. Trent Williams right there. Go go to 19. Go to 19. I mean, Joe Staley's still on the team. DeForest Buckner. They got Jimmy in the front. Kittle. This is Kittle in his, you know, at his prime. We hope his prime continues. But Jimmy Garoppolo is not just like a four-year running captain guy. He is. They're treating him like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers in these pictures. Well, if he had the little C, you know, they give you the little C. Wouldn't he have? Don't you get like a star for every year? He'd have three little stars. Isn't that how that works? Go, go, Go to 2018, captains. He obviously couldn't have gotten in 17 because he didn't start the season on the team, but I'm expecting him to be a 2018 captain. Kittle, Staley, DeForest, Sherm, Robbie Gold. Okay. Jimmy didn't crack it in 18, but he was a three-year running captain. 19, 20, 21, revoked 22. As he was a great team player and took a pay cut. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Um Go, uh, yeah, do all the stuff that, that you do. Enjoy. We will be live back on Sunday. Remember, the Niners game is a morning game. So we will not be coming on immediately after that game. It'll be, you know, it depends on how the afternoon slate plays out when we go live. Sometimes, usually it's after the afternoon games. But, you know, if some if stuff gets bad, then we might come on a little earlier. But uh, just keep your eyes locked on the YouTube for that, right? Anything? Yeah. All right, everybody. We hear. Holla. Peace. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology. 
making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boy's easy opening, smooth pouring container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.